ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sheep Kishir Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I want to welcome you into the show. So my friends, you know, as pessimistic as I might sound sometimes to some of you, I firmly believe in allowing people to speak for themselves. I don't think generalizations are generally good things. However, they do serve a purpose. And while we understand that there are exceptions to the rule, the exceptions make the rule, not the other way around. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about, I would like to assert to you today, ladies and gentlemen of the Sheep Get Sheared podcast, that women tend to sabotage themselves in relationships. Why? Well, a lot of times it's due to the fact that we're fed certain ideas and I go into them extensively. My book, Biblical Bachelor, I bring up this idea of the happily ever after, the fairy tale ending that everybody's been kind of spoon fed since we were kids, right? Whether it's we grew up on the classic Disney princess movies or we grew up on some of the similar content of, hey, It's all about love, Beatles song, all you need is love, whether it's music, movies, TV shows, radio shows, everyone push this idea that, oh, love is what you need and it will fix all your problems, it will find a way, it'll overcome all obstacles, it'll find a way to always win. The problem is, this is a hope strategy, this is not a a realistic strategy, and You don't have to take my word for it. We're going to go through a couple videos that showcase what I'm talking about. But before I do that, I want to let you know that your voice matters. And if you want your voice to be heard, you can leave it in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube, Rumble. Or if you want to hit me up directly, you can go to my X page, at SheepKidSheared. You can find me over there. You can hit me in my DMs or you can respond to any of the thousands of posts I put on Twitter. But my friends, we're going to hop right in. And I have not watched these in advance, so I'm curious to see what they say. I hope they're appropriate. If not, I might have to edit some stuff around, you know. But here we go. Oh, and by the way, just a forewarning, I have been playing with my soundboard. So I do have a soundboard now, but I've been playing with some of the sounds. Some of them are probably louder than others. So to the headphone gang, just be aware that some of these might be louder than normal. If I If they do end up getting played, I've been... Toying with them to make sure that you don't have to do too much adjustment, but we'll see what happens. All right. Without further ado, my friends, let us jump right in to the first video of the day. And this is about women giving dating advice to other women. And sometimes we'll give dating advice to men. Gentlemen, let's hop right into this. Ladies, let's hop right into this. Let's do this. What does she have to say? Make sure the volume is good. Let's do this. Learning how to identify quality men is necessary if you want to establish a healthy relationship. When you meet a guy, that first initial approach, was he a gentleman or was he disrespectful? That first communication, was it an interesting getting to know you conversation or was it a complete turnoff? His employment status, do he work every day or is he sleeping during the day? Um, his family dynamic, do he come from a loving family background or do he come from a dysfunctional, toxic background? His friends, who are his friends? When you see his friends, you see him. Do he have kids? Is he a loving father that puts oh. his kids 
as a priority or is he just a baby daddy? Learn the difference. And yes, I would have men coming to me saying, what does that have to do with it? It has everything to do with it because it's a reflection of who you are, what you are, your upbringings and surroundings, which will determine if you will be a good partner. With that oh. being said, ladies, choose wisely, date smart. And remember, I told you. Oh, oh boy. You lied to me. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, we're... <laughs> There's so much to start here. Okay, number one, gentlemen. There's an old saying that goes, uh, the bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. I'm sorry, I don't mean... I'm not calling people names, I am describing you. I'm not bullying you, I am describing what it is I'm seeing here, okay? Number one... This woman looks like she's probably, what, late 30s, 40s, maybe? Uh, it's hard to tell these days with all the filters and the makeup and the hair and the dye and the whatever. It's kind of hard to tell these days. But, um, you know, I'm looking at it right now, and this is this is old school advice for women who have kind of already been on the rooster roller coaster, and they're kind of trying to find the, the gump, the good man, after they've been looking for a super long time. And uh, my response to that is, Oh, hell no! I mean, let's be real here. Who is she talking to? Let's let's start there. Who is she talking to? Let, let's, let's repeat it a little bit. I know you probably don't want to listen to it again, but let, let's hear a little bit of what she has to say all over again. Learning how to identify quality men is necessary if you want to establish a healthy relationship. Wait, hold on a second. So identifying good qualities in a man. Ma'am, how old are you? How long have you been looking for this quality man? Like, let's just start there. How long have you been looking for this guy you're talking about? How long have you been looking for this? Because it doesn't sound like you've been looking for it all that long. And if you have, that's a whole nother issue because it sounds to me like you're doing this out of convenience. Like you're doing this out of necessity, not out of convenience at this particular point. So, uh, we're already off to a bad start. When you meet a guy, that first initial approach, was he a gentleman or was he disrespectful? Okay, first of all, this is a very telling sign. Number one, look at these nails, dude. Hold on. I can't get a good freeze. Look at these nails, dude. Look at these, like, Wolverine Claw nails, man. These are so unattractive. Ladies, these are very unattractive. This identifies you as low-hanging fruit, in my opinion. This labels you as low-hanging fruit. Number two, approaching? The only men who approach women in this type of way are low quality, low frequency people. I'm sorry, if you are a guy who's approaching women on the street, if you're a guy who's approaching women out in public, you're goofy. Because women look for winners, so if they're not looking for you, that means you're losing. I'm sorry, bro. Look, I get it. This, this, this is what you're sounding like right now. This is the worst kind of discrimination. The kind against me. I know. I'm sorry, but this is the way I hate to, I hate to be that straight up, but it's the way it is. But do you have anything else I want to add to this? That first communication, was it an interesting getting to know you conversation or was it a complete turnoff? His employment status. Do uh, again, why are we proving ourselves to older women? Anybody answer that question? Why is it my job to prove myself to you? Who the hell, who are you? You look like an older woman who's wearing hoop earrings that are probably bigger than my hand. And yet, you're, I have to prove myself to you? I love the poorly educated. 
I can't believe what I'm, okay, I've had enough of this. I've, I've, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of this woman. This is unbelievable to me. We're, we're moving on. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's leave. Let's watch one more. Let's watch one more here. Okay, here we go. Okay. Wait a minute. Samantha Lee. Oh my, no. Wait a minute. This woman's name, this, this woman sounds familiar. Hold on a second. Let's play this video, but then I want to look something up in the meantime. All right, y'all. Here's the question. Why do men tend to marry more average looking right. women than eight, nines, and tens? Well, y'all, your girl got an answer for you. I did some research, so let's get into it. So the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology did a study. Men were asked to indicate what they preferred in a mate. Physical attractiveness, earning potential, or personality traits. And as we know, chose physical attractiveness. The study paired them with their ideal type and allowed them to have a conversation. Unfortunately, after that conversation, most men lost interest. Psychotherapists from the study said this, in long-term, looking for qualities that make them feel comfortable and empowered and the ability to trust their partner. There was more insecurity expressed Trusting when dealing with more beautiful women. The fear of losing them to other suitors. Men tend to select someone who seems like a more reasonable option doesn't stretch them out of their comfort zone. It's an evolutionary thing. Men Men ended up liking the women they liked more as people than the women that were most attractive. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. And you failed. Okay. Gentlemen, I was right. I, I, I wasn't sure. I, I pulled something up before. I, I pulled something up and I was. <laughs> Gentlemen, ladies, look at this. This is the same woman who is getting $20,000 a month from Tyrese. Oh my goodness. You lied to me. Screw you, hippie! I cannot believe this. Okay. So this is the same woman who wants to talk about... She wants to put men on game, but yet she's running... She's Running out with Tyrese's pockets, divorce scraping him to Kingdom Come. Well, this is getting weird. I, okay, you know what? No, 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 no. Forget that. No, hell no. Mm -mm. And, and gentlemen, for those of you who are religious who think that, oh, oh, Austin, don't worry about that. I ain't got to worry about all that, man. Hell no, I ain't got to worry about all that. I found a good woman out here, Austin. I ain't got to worry about all this crap. Uh, well, uh, well, we'll see about that because, uh, I got another, I got another clip for y'all right here. Six biblical qualities to look for in a Christian husband. Oh boy. Oh, this should be really good. Oh boy. Okay. Well, let's see how much of this I can stomach here. All right, let's play it. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. Today's video, we're going to be talking about six biblical qualities of what to look for in a husband. So this video is actually inspired by a sermon I watched by Jonathan Podluka. I think I'm saying his last okay, name. No, no, ain't nobody care about all that. Let's move forward here. Ain't nobody care about all this. Qualities to look for in somebody who you would consider for a husband. And so the first thing to look at there is commitments. What is he committed to? Is he committed to his church? Is he committed to his family? Is oh he committed to community? Is he committed to the covenant of marriage in the way that he lives his life even as a single man? Something I've really been learning in dating is to pay attention to how he spends his time because how he spends his time is gonna be a good indication or a 
reflection of what he truly prioritizes and of what he's chosen to devote his life to because how we spend our moments translates into how we spend our days and our okay oh my okay gentlemen have you ever been in a relationship with a woman where you can you know what she's saying one thing but then when you put it through the translator you realize what she's actually saying that's what I feel like I'm listening to right now. Is is that kind of garbage? She's talking about commitment. In other words, put all this gobbledygook aside. You know what she's really saying? She's really saying, is he gonna commit to me? Or is he gonna be like these other dudes that I messed with who, who didn't commit to me? Uh, that's what the bottom line is here. Our weeks and our months and our years and ultimately our life. And I think it's really important to observe how somebody spends their time and the things that they are committed to. There's another preacher I love listening to. His name is Vodi Bauckham and he has a lot oh, of great sermons on biblical. Vodi, oh, Vodi Bauckham. I've actually met the man. He's actually, he's a cool, he's a great man. Very wise. I respect him. Here's the problem though. He's old school, and with the old school, you have to realize something. The old school men, if you're over 40, or if you've been married for over 10 years, you have, don't have a right to have an opinion on the subject of dating or on the subject of relationships outside your marriage. You can talk about marriage all you want, but don't come to my channel or anybody like mine and tell me we don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to women because you've been with your wife for X number of years. No, sh shut up. Just shut up. I don't want to hear that. You, you're, you're part of the problem. Because this is, this is the problem. They want old school men, but then they don't want to act old school. They want you to act like the, their father, but then they acting like the mom. Or they might for a little bit when they feel like it, but then when they don't feel like it anymore, they'll pull a change up on you. It's like when you go fishing, right? You throw your bait out there and you're reeling it in. And then the fish go on kind of nibble, 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 and then it bite on it, and then you pulling it in really fast, and then the, the, the bait gets the bait's gone. The, the fish took the bait and left. That's what a lot of women will do to you in a relationship. You think you got them on the hook? You think you got them? And then they'll just take they'll cut bait, they'll grab it, and they'll leave. Biblical manhood, biblical womanhood, marriage, dating, relationships, and all sorts of other things. But I was listening to one of his sermons one time on biblical manhood, and he pointed out three distinct things that a man of God should be committed to. He said that he should- Okay, pause, pause, pause. I have not seen this. So here's what I think he's gonna- Let's compare this. I'll, I'll tell you something right now. Three things for manhood is what she's saying. Okay, well, I wrote about manhood myself in my book. So let's see what he says compared to what I say, okay? And number one, here's what I want to say before anything else. Gentlemen, never listen to a woman about being a man, never. Because a woman's never going to listen to you as a man telling her to be a woman. Nor should she. I'm not saying she should. But I'm saying if you are a man and you're listening to a woman, I don't care if that woman is your mother, about how to be a man, do not listen to that. That is not going to help you. She's going to teach you how to be a gump who she's, that she's not attracted to. Women despise the men that they create. You listen to them, they won't like it. Just give feminism as an example. They wanted equality, we gave it to them, and now they want... The, they want the benefits of being a woman and don't want the uh, the responsibility that comes with being equal to men. Make it make sense, but let's keep going and see what these three things have to say. Should be committed to one, God honoring labor. So he is hardworking and honest in his work and that there is integrity in it. Also committed to- Okay, I can get behind that. 
That's not, okay, I can get behind that. God's law, that he knows God's law and that he is committed to it. Again, nobody is perfect, but committed to living according to the way that God has told us to live. Okay, hold on, that's a trap. Did you hear what she just said? That's a trap. You wanna know why that's a trap? The trap because where is she gonna act in that same way? Because biblically speaking, if you're, if, <laughs> sorry, if you're a Christian or if you're a religious person, According to the text of the religion, they say act a certain way and you want to be faithful, then you should do that. However, be very, very careful when women tell you this. Because number one, they will weaponize it against you because it benefits them. Notice she's talking about what men need to do. Okay, maybe she does a video about what women need to do. I don't know. I don't know this woman. But what I do know is this. Women like to bring up traditionalism when it comes to how they, what they want in their man, but then when it comes to them being traditional, oh, they don't want to do, they don't want none of that. They'll do it when maybe when they feel like it. But other than that, mm, 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 mm. they'll call you sexist. They'll call you uh, a misogynist. I know I'm mispronouncing it, and they'll call you every name under the sun. If they, if you call them on their BS, oh, they ain't gonna like that. But they'll call you on everything under the sun. In other words, you give me everything and I'll, if I feel like it, yeah, you know, maybe I'll give you something in return. Maybe I'll be traditional if I feel like it. Or maybe I'll be a, a feminist if I feel like it. You know, it depends on the day. And then three, committed to the priority of family. I think that especially in Western oh, culture, no. we really idolize sometimes this idea of success and career. And obviously we are to be doing what God has called us to do and to be striving to do it well. But when you are married, your first ministry is the family. Oh, in other words, what's gonna happen is if you're out working too much, she's gonna say she's not happy. Or if you're out there trying to break your back in your career, and uh, she's taking all the kids to all the sporting events. She's going to say you're not around enough. In other words, she's going to complain every which way possible. Because if you're around the family too much, there's going to be a ton of problems. Oh, we need more money. Oh, you're not working enough. Oh, I feel smothered by you. In other words, this is a classic uh, cult for, is it, a, is it a cult 45? Is that what it is? Or a cash, no, cash 22. This is a cash 22. You can't win. Okay. This is an example of you can't win. In other words, if you work too much, I'm going to say something. If you don't work enough, if we don't have enough money, I'm going to say something. Because money is the number one reason why people get divorced. And if you think you're a Christian and your marriage is immune to divorce, sorry, statistically speaking, that's not true. It's not true. I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you otherwise, but it's just not. Add on to the fact that they're incentivized. They get money in the form of child support. Add in the fact that if you get married long enough, you they get alimony. Sometimes for life. I mean, they're incentivized to divorce you. So in other words, this is another game. She's going to try to check everything that you do. And no matter what, she's not going to be happy. No, I understand. You're probably going to say, Austin, you're bitter. You're hurt. Whatever. Hold on. Let's pause this video for a second. I know people are going to say, oh, Austin, you bitter. You hurt. You probably had a bad experience. Now you're categorizing all women. First of all, if you got anything like that to say, here's what I got to say to you. Hey, I hate you too, bitch. At the end of the day, I'm just telling you one man's opinion. And it's based on statistical data, based on both anecdotal and physical statistical evidence. And at the end of the day, I'm trying to help you. But if you're going to buck, go ahead. Go ahead. Make, make my day. See if I care. I'm not the one that's losing. I got skin in the game. But at the end of the day, you know what? If you don't want to listen to me... Uh, it's up to you.
But, uh, what? God. That's only number one out of six? Oh, boy. Let's see how much more I can handle of this. Let's keep going. And like it's talking about in this passage from 1 Timothy, a man is not even qualified to do public ministry if the private ministry of his family and his home is not first in order. And so in other words, if she's unhappy, uh, you can't do anything. In other words, if she's not happy, she's going to make it your problem. So is he committed to the priority of family? Number two is humility. Remember that the original... Okay, I'm sorry. I can't help but notice that this woman who's lecturing me on how to be a Christian husband lacks a ring. I can't help but notice that. Does anybody else notice that? I don't see a ring. And yet she's telling me how to be a good Christian man who's worthy of marriage. Uh, if you're so knowledgeable about what makes a good Christian man, you'd think you would found one, find one already, but apparently not based on the fact that you're lacking a ring, but okay. Original sin that Satan first found. Oh my, humility. Of course, of course. Here's the problem with humility, okay? They want a guy who makes money. They want a guy who is knowledgeable, who's wise. They want a successful guy. They want a guy who's respected. They want a guy who makes money. They want a guy who's good looking. They want all these things, but they don't want what comes with it. If I've achieved a lot in my life, I'm going to have an attitude that's different than the guy who's done nothing. I'm going to have a aura of confidence that to someone who has bad self-esteem is going to think I'm arrogant. No, I'm not arrogant. I'm realistic with, with the things that I've done. But yet, some people would say that I'm, I'm not humble. People use some humility against you when you they haven't achieved anything. And they want to sit here and tell you that you should be more humble about what you've done. You shouldn't be bragging. Half the time, people who are successful, they're not bragging. They're just telling you what they've done. That's not bragging. Bragging is playing yourself up not just telling you what's going on. I had a friend the other day, a guy I love very much. Hold on, pause. Pause this video. I have a guy in my life who I love very much. He's a dear friend of mine. He went to a book signing because he's an author. And in this book signing, he was talking, there was some, some, some woman was asking him like, oh, you know, I, I like your books. Well, uh, you know, I'm happy to see you, whatever. Uh, how, how do I find more of your stuff? And he's like, oh, you know, I, I'm pretty... A lot of my stuff's out there on the internet. If you just Google my name, a lot of stuff will come up. And then some some peanut gallery woman in the background was like, oh, you're so humble. <laughs> and, I, and he he mentioned to me, he was like, where do you get off saying some crap like that to me? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are to say something like that to me? I wasn't bragging. If I wanted to brag, if you wanted to brag, you would have said something totally different. It wasn't like... Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal, you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not a huge deal or anything, but I'm kind of a big deal, so if you want to want to catch up with me and the big boy, you know, you can go over to the internet and look up. He didn't say that. No, he was just honest about, hey, if you want to find out more about it, the internet's open to you, you know, at the end of the day. That's all, what he, that's all he said. And then people have the nerve to be like, oh, you're so humble. Or am I supposed to say, be self-deprecating? All the time, I'm not supposed to tell you what the hell I'm doing and what's going on here. Do you want to be out here acting like this? Is this business business? Numbers? Is this working? Yes. Yay! Do you want you to act like that? Like, you know, like you're, you're stupid and stuck on Goofy. Instead of just saying what's going on and answering a question. And my answer to that is... Oh, hell no! So, let's keep going. I'm curious. 
Is she gonna change my mind? What is she gonna say about humility? I fell into was the sin of pride. And so many other sins stem from this one. Something JP said I really liked was to ask the question, is, is this guy somebody who is a here I am type of guy? Or is he a there you are type of guy? So in another words, is he somebody who walks into a room and is immediately trying to command the attention back onto himself? Or is he the person who's noticing other people and engaging with other people? And so some good questions. Oh, in other words, just keep giving. In other words, yeah, just 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 give everybody everything and, and don't get anything in return. First of all, if a dude walks into a room and he's like trying to gaunt your attention, you're kind of a loser. You're a, you're a poser. You're a poser. Guys who don't are actually like, quote, alpha, for lack of a better term. I hate using that phrase, but for alpha... Like for example, I'll give you slow, I'll give you an example. Michael Jordan. There was a meeting with all of the basketball legends. Michael Jordan walks in a room. Immediately, everything cuts quiet. No one's talking. No one's sniggling. No one's doing anything. They're sitting. They're sitting there paying respect to the to the king who just walked in. He didn't say, "Hey, hey, stand up and and do what I tell you." He didn't have to do nothing. He walked in the room. Some dudes have that aura. They have that respect. Some dudes can do that. That's not that's not prideful. That's just respect. Now, if you're trying to go out there and brag, if you're trying to go out there and brag, here's my here's what I would say to you. When the rock is on when the rock is doing his thing and he looks big, right? Is the rock flexing all the time? No, he doesn't need to. Why? Because he's a big dude. Because he has tons of muscle. If you're not muscly, you gotta feel need to flex all the time to look big. Versus if you're just that guy, you don't have to flex. You just show up. So to an extent, I see what she's saying. She's saying you don't go out there and be a poseur, in other words. And I agree with that. Don't go out there and brag and do stupid stuff. But if you're that guy, then, then you can't help that. All right, I want to skip the rest of this humility talk. I don't want to hear, I don't want to listen to it. Let's go to the next one. Number three is reputation. That's something we saw throughout the passage, especially in verse seven, when it talks about being thought well of by outsiders. But does this person have a good reputation? Do people respect him? Does he have that long track record of faithfulness that you've been able to observe? And and, uh oh, see, these people are so slimy with how they phrase things. In other words, is he is he consistent? In other words, he isn't just kind of like me where he's going, coming in and coming out of it. Is he consistently a gump? Because if he is, then I'll go for him. And where people, maybe godly people who you trust, speak highly of him and can vouch, so to speak, for his character and his trustworthiness. And then again, something JP said that I really liked is to remember that dating is essentially an interview, right? But this man, he is not just interviewing for the position of husband. He why am I interviewing for you? You're interviewing for me. You're proving yourself to me. I'm not proving myself to you. You stand everything to gain by being with me. You want to know what I stand to gain by getting the modern woman? The, the occasional puss. That's it. That's it. Most women today, they don't want to cook. They don't want to clean. They, they listen to that, 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 that WAP song. And that's exactly what they'd be doing out here in these streets. And if you think... If you think that you're the exception, eh, go ahead and spread your propaganda. I'm not listening to it, okay? Again, it's what people don't say. It's the the white between the black of the 
of the lines of the script that you really have to pay attention to. I've had enough of this. In other words, is he a consistent gump? What's number four? Showing that initiative that you need to see. Number five, I'll move learn. confusion. And so they anticipate confusion and they remove it with your words. If you are confused as to where something is going with a guy and you're not sure where it stands and there is no clarity in that dating relationship, well then this guy is probably not being a very good leader. He is probably not. Oh, in other words, is he validating me? Is he giving me the security? Gentlemen, you want to know how to be successful in a relationship? If you're married, sorry, I, this is probably not going to work for you. But if you're not married and you want to know how to keep a woman on the hook, do not validate her. Ever. Ever. Never. Don't do it. Because then she's going to be like, why isn't he validating me? Why isn't he doing this? Why isn't he doing that? She's going to think about you more. If you're validating her all the time. Your value of your compliments goes down. It's like money. The more money in a certain circulation, the less it's worth. The more you compliment her, the less your compliment is in turn worth. In other words, if do I feel safe in the relationship? In other words, how much work do I have to put in to keep this guy? Do I have to work really hard? Or do I have to actually just kind of sit back and coast on the lazy river because he's making it so dang easy that at the point where I'm basically getting bored? showing that initiative that you need to see. Number five is self-control. This passage talks about not being given over to drunkenness, not being violent or quarrelsome or a lover of money. And Where do you fit in that? Just, just, just a simple question. Where do you fit in all that? Because you seem to have a really, really extensive list as to what you want, but clearly you haven't found it yet, considering I don't see a, a, a ring on the, on the left finger. I notice a lack of a ring, but you know what? Okay. Where do you stand on that? Do you go out and party or did you? Are you one of these, I found Jesus at 30 years old type woman? All of these things find their root issue in the issue of self-control. Because again, money in and of itself is not problematic, but when we are consumed by that and not controlled in that, then that's an issue. And so the root issue here is one of self-control. Three things JP pointed out as things to look for and areas to evaluate are alcohol, anger, and adultery. It in other words, how much can I control him? Is he, gentlemen, what, what did she say? Alcohol, anger, and adultery? In other words, alcohol. Does he, is he, is, does he actually have, I don't want to say masculine tendencies because people are going to call that toxic, but does he, is he know how to have a good time? Okay. Anger. In other words, I'm not saying hit somebody. You should never do that. But in other words, are you just kind of like, it's one thing to have emotional control. It's another thing to say, if this worked, I, I, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. If this stuff worked, you'd think she'd be married right now, right? But apparently she's not married from what I could see. So therefore, my conclusion is this, you're not attracted to this guy. Because I guarantee you this guy exists. I grew up around guys who fit everything she just described. Yet, apparently she's not married. So either A, she's not attracted to that kind of guy, which would be most women, because most women like Pookie, the, the, the kind of delinquent, or Ray Ray, the player, they like those guys. Because they reward them. But apparently, they, she, she's try, it almost sounds like she's trying to convince herself to like this gump. Is he restraining physical desire because he honors the covenant of marriage? Oh, in other words, can I control him with the, with the punani that I'm going to give him. Is he going to be easily controllable? That's why I have such a... Hold on, pause for a second. 
This is why I am firmly against the idea of man of the man, modern man today, not having any sex before marriage. Is it biblical? No. Is it realistic? Oh, you betcha. Because that's how women control you, by the way, is through sex. That's how they control you. They use that to leverage what they want against you. Whether they do it on purpose or subconsciously, that's... I know they do it on purpose. Not, And they want to say all of them. Most of them do. I've seen it both in other people's relationships, my own relationships. I've seen all of it. And then people who want to call me a liar or bitter or hurt or whatever, you're changing the subject. And it's because you know that I'm hitting a raw nerve in your system. You are a rude terrible person and you know what go ahead if you want to keep telling me i'm a liar that's up to you that's your choice but we're i only speak the truth over here i have nothing to gain by lying to you and if you really want to know my philosophy and you want to come on this show and debate me or the comment section and debate me you don't have no skin in the game until you've read my book none none i'm not going to take it seriously let's keep going she got one more i think is he given over to anger? Is he consumed by drunkenness? A biblical quality to look for is this quality of discipline and of self-control. Number six is submitted to God's truth. Does he know God's word, love God's word, read God's word consistently and submit himself to it? And then also something that this passage points out is, is he able to teach God's word? And this doesn't necessarily have to be in a context where he is, you know, preaching or doing something in a really formal way, but is he in his own study able to read the word of God and repeat that back and teach it to other people? As in, do I have to teach it in a way that you like and that you agree with? Is that what you're saying? Because I can preach you the word. I know the word very, very well. But I also know how to read the world too. And I'm not an ideal. I'm not an idealist in that extent. I've had enough of this video, man. See, they're disingenuous. That's the whole problem. Is people are being disingenuous to you. Because if this woman actually knew what she was talking about, she would be married. But she is not, according to the lack of a ring on her finger. She's not married. And yet she has the, the guts to sit out here and tell you, men, how you should act. Oh, you know what? If you want to listen to her, you can go right ahead. If you want to try out my philosophy instead, that's more realistic and actually works. I live it every day. You're more than welcome to pick up a copy, read it for yourself. But my friends, it's just, it's disingenuous. It really is. Because if that worked, then she'd be married, but she's not. She, she's not. I'm not picking on her in particular. This this is a symptom of a bigger problem when it comes to people want to say what they want, but then their lives tell a different story. What their actions tell a different story. They want to tell you this is what they're looking for and this is what they're attracted to. And yet I notice a lack of marriage from them. I notice a lack of them picking good men and they want to pick the bad boys and convert him into this man they're talking about. At which point she'll grow bored of him anyway and leave him. But that's what it is. I'm sorry. I wish I could sit here and tell you that it was the opposite, but it's just not true. So my friends, this is, this is why I tell you women sabotage themselves in relationships. Because they're trying to make this man into what they want only to resent him or dump him if he fits that description. That's all. They get into a relationship with a guy that they... 
that are actually attracted to physically, emotionally, sexually, and then they try to change him into the man that they want. I've had this happen to me. People try to do this to me to this day. They try to change me into their dream guy that does that's not possible. Or they'll say something like, Oh, I see this in you. You don't see see what? I'm very upfront with who I am. I don't make any if ands or buts about who I am. Okay? I don't know. I'm not out here pretending to be somebody that I'm not. Who you see on the screen, that's who I am in real life. Now, I may not pull up to you when I first meet you and talk this brazen, but this is who I am. You can ask my friends in real life, they'll tell you. But my friends, if you disagree, you're welcome to disagree. I welcome your disagreement. But let's have a logical discussion here. Let's not have, oh, I felt like you did this and you said that and you disrespected. I don't want to hear none of that. I want to hear an actual discussion, okay? So, if you want to have a discussion, you can have it. Whether it's in the comment section, whether it's on my Twitter, at SheepGetSheared, head over there, hit up my DMs, comment on a post, do whatever you want. You can have the discussion. You want to pick up my book, Biblical Bachelor, read it for yourself, decide if you agree, disagree, let me know. Let me know. I'm here for it. My friends, stay vigilant, stay informed, and please, for the love of God, question everything that comes your way. Because otherwise, you're going to end up feeling like a victim after you get played, and you're going to end up sounding like Bender. This is the worst kind of discrimination. The kind against me. All right, my friends, I'm out of here. Have a great rest of your day. Peace out.